Hello, hello, hello. My oh, name hi. is, I'm wonderful and I'm, I'm wanting to introduce you. Let, oh, let's get started, I'm excited. My name is Raymond Aaron. I'm a New York Times top 10 best-selling author. I'm an adventurer and a serial entrepreneur and I've been a professional speaker on stage holding lectures and meetings for almost 40 years. But I, none of that is relevant because I've just received a significant promotion. I am now the introducer, and I'm the introducer of a dear friend of mine, Mir Ezra, who is an inventor, a multi-deca millionaire by age 31. He is a dazzlingly brilliant teacher and has wisdom beyond what I ever could have imagined. I met Mir about 10 years ago, and I was startled by what he knew. And I challenged him and said, well, this, you, you can't say something like this always happens or this never happens. And I, I tried to challenge him. I tried to find counterexamples. I'm myself a scientist. I graduated as a physicist. So I'm trained to look for counterexamples and errors in someone's thesis. And I couldn't. And yet the wisdom he had, I'd never heard of before. It's like a whole new world that I'd never known before. Graduating as a physicist, I knew the physical universe really well. Turns out there's another whole universe, spiritual universe, that I didn't know much about. I thought it was religion. And Mir taught me this and introduced me to teachings that I'd never heard of before. And I'm, I'm dazzled by it. So I'm honored to interview you, Mir. So please say hello to our wonderful audience. Hey, hi, thank you. And you know what? Um, we had a similar experience because when I met you, I knew that there are lots of very, very powerful speakers and people that can recognize truth. And uh, you were a cut above. And that was quite amazing for me too. So we had a very similar experience. Well, you have extraordinary wisdom in your many areas of expertise. And thank you for saying that I have some wisdom in mine. And that's probably why we were attracted to each other. And so I've got some questions for you that are not easy. <laughs> I have decided to challenge you with some toughies. No problem. Ready? Okay. Yes. <laughs> no softballs. This is unfortunately an American metaphor. No softballs. It's going to be only hardball. So here we go. So you're extraordinary. You've made an enormous, enormous amount of money by age 31. And your teachings are just so impeccable. And every word you say is the absolute, like million percent truth. It's startling. I've never heard anything like it. And so my question is, were you born this way? Like, did you just come amazing? Like, there's other people who came amazing, like people we know of, like um, Abraham Lincoln and Nelson Mandela. You know, there are people who, who just shine and, and they must have come that way. But if you came that way, then there's no hope for the rest of us. Like either you're, either you're born with a lucky star or you're not. So if you weren't just born that way, then when did it happen? Did it happen at age two? Did you swallow a pill at age nine? Like what <laughs> happened? Did you come with it or did you make it? And if you made it yourself, then at what age and how did you do it? Morpheus. I met Morpheus <laughs> and he gave me the... <laughs> <laughs> what color pill did you take? Don't remember. 
Uh, actually, it's a combination. Uh, first of all, the good news is everyone is like that. I, I really want to say that I'm spatial and then and then, but it's not true. It's really not true. Everyone has this ability. And over the years, you actually add these abilities. You're born with all the abilities. And over the years, you add layers and layers of lies that hide you from you. Wow. So, so if you look at yourself as a, a baby, as a child, you will see that you knew and you are quite startled to, to, to hear from uh, adults that told you you don't know. And I think the only difference between me and some other people is um, I was less uh, susceptible to accepting this answer of you don't know. And I was just saying, no, I know, I know, I know. And I just didn't accept it. I didn't hear. I had the hearing problem probably. <laughs> <laughs> so every parent says repeatedly, maybe thousands of times, don't go that far. Stay near me. No, don't do that. No, you'll, you'll hurt your hand if you do that. No, you have to do this. You must vote. You must not do that. Be careful when you drive. Don't go over the speed limit. And so we get all of these negative commands that restrict us. Yeah. And you just decided at age, I don't know, one day that you're not going to listen to that. Yeah. Well, how did you do that? So um, how did I do that was really interesting because um, I remember one thing that happened that was really fascinating for me. Um, when I was two years old, uh, I remember a discussion that my parents had and they were fighting about something. And I was really looking at that and I said, I remember that I said, they're both right and they both make the other person wrong. I had this thing in my mind, I remember the discussion like it is today. And at that moment, I decided that the effort to be right is what will make me wrong. So, I didn't try to be right with others or with myself. When someone told me, I don't, you don't know, I said, good, thank you for telling me. And I didn't take anything out of it. It was, I knew that what they say is not what they mean. I just knew from this discussion, I had this thing, I knew it's not true. I just knew it's not true. And I had this realization that there is no right and wrong there is a there is a confusion between the word truth right wrong there's a massive confusion people think that truth is right truth is not right if i'll tell you the truth for 20 minutes about anyone in the street they will go and kill themselves <laughs> people will kill themselves if i'll tell them the truth about them yes <laughs> so so the truth is not right and right is not right or wrong. Right is only right. Right is only right. But most people think that in order to be right, someone needs to be wrong. And I had this realization because I saw that about right, that right is only right. But yet people confuse it and make others wrong to make them right. Exactly. I, I realized that right is only right, which means I could have endless amount of viewpoint without changing mine. 
Yes. And I'll tell you how I learned from you and what I changed. Before I met you, if a student repeatedly didn't understand what I was saying, I would make them wrong. I would say, oh my gosh, they don't understand. They, they don't even know basic words. I'm explaining it so clearly. I've explained it five different ways. What the hell's wrong with them? And what you explained to me was that it's the teacher's responsibility. So if I've explained it five times and the student doesn't understand, then I've explained it five times badly. So wake up, Raymond, and explain it correctly. And suddenly, all of my upset, not anger, but all of my anxiety or frustration or negativity that I put on the heads of my students who were slow went. They just went. Because if they said, I understand, I said to myself, not, boy, they're wrong. And not, I'm wrong. I just said, well, let me do it again. So I didn't make anybody wrong. I felt wildly better. And I was right and they were right. I was right that I didn't explain it well. They were right that they didn't understand it. Nobody was wrong. Everybody was happy. But I changed enormously because I used to have anxiety on stage when I was teaching. So I really wow. appreciate it. I really, wow. really appreciate it. Thank but you. I learned that. And near many times, people compliment me on how patient I am. And I take the credit for it, but it actually, it's actually for me. True, and it's true. You take it's true. You should. Yes. Because yes. it's your decision. It's that's not. My mind. I know where it came from. No, the truth is, it was there. It was there. Otherwise, you wouldn't actually have it. It was there. You just had something that someone told you that was not yours. I see, and it's you helped me re re-attain the knowledge that I came with. Yeah, you, I just removed someone else. I helped you to say, oh, that's not me and this is me because you selected who is you. And you found that you are actually that because you cannot do anything that is wrong. There is only right. This is so fascinating that there is only right. I say it in many ways. I say that you need to be uh, right and wrong with the same level of enthusiasm. It's there is only right. And when there is wrong, it's not you. <laughs> it's, seriously, it's, I know it sounds almost like an excuse, but when it's wrong, it's not you, which means you need to remove it. And when you find underneath that lie is something beautiful that's like what you're describing. Well, I want to go back to something you said as if it's obvious. You need to be right or wrong with equal enthusiasm. You need to win or lose with equal enthusiasm. You need to attain the goal or not attain the goal with equal enthusiasm. You say it as if everybody knows it, but I'll tell you, when I first heard it from you 10 years ago, I said, what are you, nuts? It's <laughs> of course better to attain the goal. It's of course better to win. And <clears throat> what I realized is if you make winning better than losing, then you, you have to feel bad and you have to put yourself down and you have to be wrong when you lose. Yeah. And if you set a difficult goal and you don't attain it, then you have to feel really bad. And so I now have the ability, and I don't know exactly when it happened, but it was sometime in the early years of learning from you. It didn't just click in, it kind of oozed in, that I now can set a goal, hope for a particular result, et cetera, but no, and work really hard for it and be committed to it, 
And if I get it, I'm happy. If I don't get it, I say, oh, doesn't always work. Yeah. And I actually, it was a nice game. Say it again. It was a nice game. Yes, it's a game. And because you've taught my wonderful wife, Karen, and because you've taught my incredible daughter, Emma, we all can play that game now. And we just, like, yesterday, Karen and I went for a run. I haven't run in 40 years. <laughs> and we went for a run. And then later that night, Karen said, you want to go for a walk? I said, no, we've already exercised. I, I get one point for an exercise. I have to get 21 points this month for exercising 21 days. There's no point to go for a walk. And she said, so expand your game. I said, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was just like that. It was so effortless when you see life as a game that you make up the rules for and everyone's playing their own game, but somehow all the games interact beautifully. It's, yeah. it, I've learned so much and I, I would like to just explain it in, in one sentence to everybody. Everything's a game. There's no right or wrong, yeah. but they would have to take years like I took. Yeah. It, it is quite fascinating that the answer is really simple. If someone would ask me to describe life, to teach someone, to leave one message, to, to this, that from that message you can conclude or deduct everything, uh, deduce everything, uh, I would say that you, the spirit, is perfect, and anything that is not perfect is not you, but for as long as you allow everyone else to be as perfect as you. If you get that, you understood everything there is to know, and there will be no pain for you, and uh, you, you will be, once you see that, you actually melt. Like you, you can take a, a, the worst murderer, and if you really have that viewpoint, he will melt in front of your eyes. He will be in tears and he will change his life and he will stop being a murderer just by that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you how I implement that in my life and also in my teaching. I, I teach and it, this all comes from you. Mm -hmm. I, I say that if you have one viewpoint, like, Democrats are always right. And everyone who's a Republican is always wrong. Or tall people are always right. Or blonde women are beautiful. Or something, if you have that's one... Exception. That's different. Yes. <laughs> if you have one viewpoint, then you're like an oak tree, a very solid oak tree that will just crack and fall over in any wind. Because an oak tree is okay as long as there's no wind. Mm. So a willow can sustain gigantic wind because it, it's supple, it goes back and forth. And so if you have one viewpoint, you might as well be dead. Yeah. Because you, you could never be appropriate except by fluke or by accident. It's like a broken clock is correct twice a day. It's that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and one viewpoint is correct once in a lifetime, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a broken clock is better because it's twice per day. So then I say a really valid definition of God is infinite viewpoints. Like God doesn't get upset. You can say, God, you're too tall or your nose is too big or whatever. God's not going to say, oh, I'm horrified you said that. <laughs> and so 
dead is one viewpoint, God is infinite viewpoints. So it's better to have more viewpoints. And then I say to somebody, have you ever argued with your wife? Yes. So here's how to not argue. When she says something that you disagree with her that upsets you, think about if you were born a woman on that day with her parents and her experiences, you'd have that thought. So why bother making it wrong? Don't necessarily change your thinking, just expand yourself to include that. So if you are a for sure Republican, I don't know why I'm giving a US political example. I'm a Canadian and you're Israeli, <laughs> South African or something. So no, I'm just kidding anyways. So if you're a Republican and a Democrat says all Democrats are right, then you don't have to give up being a Republican. Just expand your horizon to know that if you were born on that day to those parents with and had those life experiences, you'd be a Democrat and would think that way. And so when Karen gets upset at me, which happens, then I just expand my horizon to take in what she's saying instead of resisting it or fighting it. Yep. And I then bring two people up on stage. No, I bring a person up on stage, typically a woman, and I say, tell me why you're mad at me. I'll be your husband. And then we get into this rage and we're shouting back and forth. So we do it the quote normal way. And then, I, then we redo it the way you taught me. And she says, why do you leave your socks on the ground? And you came late and I asked you to get home early. And I said, wow, you're right. I did that. And all of a sudden, she's got no energy. Like the, the entire argument dissipates within seconds. Yeah. It's really shocking. And so yeah. I've learned. I've learned so much from you. Thank you. And I can't believe that everything you say is so valid. Like, I can't find any chink in that armor. There's nothing like, you've never once said to me, well, you know, Raymond, you're right. Sometimes it doesn't work. I've never, never, <laughs> before I die, maybe I'll hear that from you. I always say there's one exception, your wife. The wife is an exception. Everything that I say is not true for the wife. But otherwise I, it always works. <laughs> well, not only do I love you, but my wife and my amazing daughter love you. And I love them. Yeah. And Emma is, is wow. Emma, Emma is, um, I met Emma when she was 14, I think. Am I right? Probably that because she's 19 tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yes. Happy birthday, Emma. I, I think I met her when she was 14. If I'm not mistaken, she was 14. Um, yes, I think 14 or 13, something like that. And something amazing happened with Emma when I met her. I saw her and immediately saw that she, it's that small age where usually, you know, uh, children, teenagers become cuckoo. I saw the highest responsibility I ever seen in anyone, oh anyone, anyone. And it's not that she was uh, I don't know, the best student, or I knew her. I didn't even, I, I didn't even know her. I just saw her and I just knew that this person has such a high level of responsibility that I never met someone like that. N not at that age and not at any age. I heard about other people, but I never met someone at that level of responsibility. And that was amazing. I remember a very, very funny thing that happened in one of your classes. It, when people put their hand up, you always stop and you always listen to their questions. 
But when Emma puts her hand up, you stop like instantly. And she asks such dazzling, like dazzling questions. The adults are always amazed. Well, one time her mother came to pick her up early and everyone was horrified that Emma was leaving. It's like (laughs) we lost our leader. And one of them said, Emma, leave us some questions. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. Like they, they needed her questions and yes. yeah. And she funny. had amazing questions and always two, two questions. Yeah. She, she introduced this thing, I have two questions. She never asked one. Right. Because they need to be a balance. <laughs> and she, she's just amazing. She's just unbelievable, really. So you've changed my life in terms of what I know and what I teach and how I interact with my students and my wife and my daughter. And you've changed my wife's life. She's studying from you and studying directly from, from where you get a lot of your wisdom. And Emma has changed her life. She attended the school that you recommended. Our enti- it's, so, it's, such, it's so trite to say you've changed my life. A lot of people say that. But I, I know hundreds of ways in which my life and a lot of the people around me are like fundamentally different because of what you thought. Anyways, there's an important thing that you want to talk about. There's some some reason for this gathering. What is it you want to reveal to the audience? What is it that I want to reveal to the audience? Um, I want to tell you that tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to show you something that is so that the truth in what I'm going to tell you is so fundamental that just by listening to it, you will start to know. Oh, wow. You won't need to do anything. If you will just listen to those things, even without understanding them, wow. you will know because it's so in, in, it, in, the, in the spirit and it's something that's sitting there that you mustn't know. That once I tell that, you want to know, and that sequence of data will actually get you to release something that will improve your life immediately. You, you won't know how, why, but you will hear it, and it will hear it again and again. And again. There will be a removal of more, what I call fake reality. Fake reality is a piece of information you are 100% sure is true. It doesn't bring the expected result. So it will remove automatically fake reality, but all the mechanism of going and understanding and not the gradient scale. It is just automatic deletion of fake reality. I'm going to deliver a webinar tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Webinar is irrelevant. It's just irrelevant. It's called the path to you. But, but it's really irrelevant. Mir, uh, your, your audio was badly distorted. We oh. could hear some, but not all of it. So let me, let me do my best to repeat it because my okay. audio is coming through really You're going to teach something tomorrow. Now, tomorrow means Sunday, June 21. Mm-hmm. Sunday, June 21, at 3 p.m. Eastern time for probably one and a half or two hours. And... What you're going to learn is so powerful that just the hearing of it, maybe you don't even understand it fully. Maybe you're even skeptical as heck and don't want to listen to it or don't want to hear it, <laughs> but just the hearing of it yeah. will remove some fake reality that you will be different. You will be more capable. 
you will be more productive, you will be wiser, you'll be able to produce better results just from the release of the fake reality. That means things that you're sure are right, but they, because they don't produce the result you want, they're not right. Yeah, yeah and, and that's tomorrow. And it's at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it is 9 p.m. Israel time. And it's free, totally free. But I promise you, it's not easy. If you want to come, just listen, don't come. Because you want to come and listen and work. What do I work? It's an interactive webinar. You talk to me. Why? Why? Why do I need you to work? Because if I will ask you to help, Let's say I'll ask you to inhale and you'll do inhale for 10 seconds, 30 seconds. After one minute, you will have to exhale. When someone talks to you, you are inhaling information. You will have to exhale. So you might not allow you or not allow you. I want you. I almost demand. I always uh, almost uh, force you to talk to me through the chat. So there is a discussion. So you actually get the value of the data. Otherwise, you won't. So I'm going to tell you things that are so important that you will have to about them because the thing is to deleting and when you delete the pain so when you will type when you will talk about them they will go away Mir, let your your audio was really bad that time so let me do my best to fill in what you said okay One I, second. I want to... it's on it's on purpose because you i love the way that you explain it <laughs> so both you and i cause the Audio distortion. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So what Mir said is it's free and these things will automatically happen. The release of fake reality will go, but you need to work. And what he means by work is you have to breathe in. That means you have to receive. That means Mir speaks and you digest, you, you receive, but you actually have to deliver also because like breath, you have to breathe in and breathe out. You can't just keep breathing in. When you throw a ball up, it can't just keep going up. A tree, when you plant the seed, it can't just keep growing up. It also has to die. Everything has to come in twos in the physical universe. And so you breathe in, not just air, but also wisdom from mirror. And then you have to breathe out. You have to express yourself. Otherwise, you'll implode. And so requiring you in tomorrow's webinar, which will have perfect audio, to do the drill. And he will say, he will teach you something, and he'll say, now, do this drill. And when you do the drill, that's like you're breathing out, you're giving back, you're, ex you're, you're figuring out how it works for you. And so then he'll teach you more, and then you'll reply, and then he'll teach you more, and then you'll reply. And it's that interaction, that duality, that is what works. And the reason you didn't like your professors at university is they only wanted to breathe out and they only wanted you to breathe in. So for one hour, they talked and they talked and they talked and you sat there breathing in their knowledge and hating it. Everybody hates their physics. They talked to you. Yes, I studied physics. I loved it. <laughs> but most people hated their, their professors at university because they didn't breathe out. They didn't participate. We weren't allowed to communicate. Anyways, yeah. that's what he Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, as I said, you, you, I love the way that you explain because it's really amazing how you explain. You are such a good teacher. Amazing, 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 amazing. I, I, I love hearing you. <laughs> it's really amazing. I love hearing you. Hold on. <laughs> Let me go 
turn the distortion on again. <laughs> no, not this part. <laughs> That's the good part. <laughs> you cannot repeat that part. <laughs> no. Okay, so how did they get the link? Slowly. And they, they go to www.mayorezra.com forward slash yoga. And if you're on Instagram, if you're watching us on Instagram, it's on my bio. And uh, I will also write it on the chat. Let me just write it quickly on the chat for uh, mayorezragroups.com forward slash uh, yoga. So I will put it on the chat. So in, if you are on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, you will see that on the chat. Yes, and Margaret, you typed it in, and Facebook user also typed it in, and Swapna, so we've got the link many times. <laughs> MayorEzra.com forward slash yoga. And if you see it on YouTube where there is no chat, M-E-I-R-E-Z-R-A if you're American, or E-Z-R-A if you're in the British Commonwealth, MayorEzra.com slash yoga. Exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and if you're just watching the, the webinar or the, record, the Facebook Live or the recording and you want to follow me, follow me on Nairezra Official on Instagram. And if you have any question, anything, any problem you have, write to me. I always answer. It's not someone else. I always answer. I always, I'm always going to give you an answer. Uh, you're not necessarily going to like the answer, but it will be effective. That I can promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we first met Mir and you said some things that really pissed me off because you were absolutely sure of something I'd never heard of before and couldn't even believe. And we met from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m., four hours every night for two weeks until I gave up. And I said, okay, I can't find any problem with it. Can't find <laughs> any armor. I give in. I love you. I'll follow you. I want to learn from you. Boy, was I a tough cookie. Yeah, but it was good. It was good because, um, because you looked for yourself. You didn't just accept something. You made it your own. Yes. You didn't just take what I say. You actually made it your own. So you came up to your own viewpoint and your own conclusions because I think the, one of the... How I define learning, learning is not the process of adding data. Learning is a process of deleting data. Mm. And uh, I just help you to delete the data and then you get to know because just by me telling you that you need to learn, immediately I make you wrong. Just by you coming to a lesson, even if you are willing to come, it's already I make you wrong because I hint that you don't know and it's a lie. I immediately lie because the spirit knows. So the teacher have uh, this issue of making sure that the student have to know that he knows, but being a teacher, you to him, you don't know. Yeah, it's a tough job. It's a yeah. tough job to make students right, but also to give them knowledge, but not, not too much because they have to breathe out. And you also have to get them to understand that they already know it. You're just getting rid of the wrong stuff. Very interesting. Yeah, so that's the viewpoint you know. My dear loving wife is here. She may uh -huh. not want to be on the screen, but did you we have do a want to have the screen? 
No. Do you have a question? Oh, yes. Karen is an official audience. Ah, wow. She's on the audience. Hi, Karen. Let me say hi to everyone. I see uh, Margaret and Swapna and Carol Fleming. Ah, wow, Carol, how are you? And Marcel, Marcel, hi. And Steve and Pedro, hello, hello. And probably there are more people here. Let me see up. Yes, and Raymond, hi, Raymond. Uh, and yes, another Raymond. And uh, Previn, Patal, and Nomi, hi. Uh, wow, so many people. Gilly and Janelle, we have a lot of people here. And Tressa, shoulders, hello. And whoa, so, and Anastasia, hi. So nice to see everyone. Thank you, thank you for joining. There are a lot of people and a lot of comment. And Lizzie and Wow, lots of people. And Lisa, hello, Lisa Phillips and Aaron. Very nice to see everyone. Thank you. Let me tell you how important Mir's presentation is at 3 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, June 21. It's my wonderful daughter's 19th birthday, and we asked her what she wanted to do for her birthday, and she said, attend Mir's workshop. Wow. So wow. She, yeah, really. She's wow. coming wow. to our home before three o'clock to attend your workshop. That's okay. what she that's what she wants to do for her 19th birthday. Wow, wow, wow. She she's and amazing. I love her. Be here and Karen and I will be here all learning from you because we would like to see our false data just vanishing from our mind. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. It's really amazing. Um uh, this thing that I'm teaching is I came up with a way of teaching that I tell you things that, um, okay, so for something to be in your mind, you need to have a doubt about it. For something, for you to have something in your mind, you need to have a doubt about it. Because the only thing for something to stay, it has to contain a question mark. Otherwise, it will be totally truth, and truth do not have continuation. Right. So to have something in your mind, you need to, to have a doubt about it. Now, the mind is, believe it or not, is composed, or what's hold the mind, is composed of a specific phrases that if you will actually get the person to look at the phrase on one side, and eliminate one side, the plus side of the phrase or the minus side of the phrase, the doubt will go away. Ah. So by saying the phrases, by saying the thing, so a problem is force counter force, so it's sitting there in your mind. And if I will say, oh, look, this is what happened, this thing will have no more force. And the mind goes away, and when the mind goes away, when you are going out of your mind, you're actually becoming you. It's weird, I know. But when you lose your mind, you gain you. Wow. When wow. you lose your mind, you gain you. I even now when you're listening to this, you may not know exactly what Mir is saying. And I sure didn't when I met him almost a decade ago, but I've had these experiences. I've had the experience of a trouble in my mind from my entire life, like from age four, as a significant trouble, something that keeps bothering me daily 
And I had the experience of it actually vanishing and going away because a phrase was caught in my mind and I was able through a particular process to just have it vanish or just not be there. Yeah. And I've had that, I've had those experiences, it's amazing. It's really amazing, it's really amazing. And the, the key here that um, there will be, most people think that in order to succeed, you need an effort because uh, people enjoy an effort. So they look for ways to put effort. Really, people enjoy effort. That's why people do kite surfing and running and, and doing all of those things with the body because people enjoy effort. And uh, they enjoy it so much that they put it also, because there's not enough effort, so they put it in places where then they, when they don't want the experience, but they want the effort. So they're willing to get the bad thing because the face is nice. You know, <laughs> you, you marry a lady that you know she's a bad news, but she has a good face. So you take the good face and you get the bad thing. So you want the effort, you want the good face. <laughs> the way I notice it is that people are embarrassed to earn a large amount of money with no work. They feel it's not right. Yeah. And I'm saying, hey, I'll take it. I don't mind. Because you're Jewish. <laughs> I, I do work hard and you work hard. And sometimes I make money from working hard. And sometimes money just comes to me and I'm quite happy for that. Yeah. So, so, the, so the key here is that effort is so important for a person that is willing to take all the pain. And when you play a game, you're willing to run and train and do all those things and to endanger your body for the effort. But because you don't do enough effort, you start to put effort on bad stuff. Uh, you just push against bad stuff, so you have effort. So the way to release this thing is to, good, to get you to put more effort on other things that you want. to make. Uh -oh. Because you have a lack of problems, a lack of effort. A lack, problem is not the right way, but, but just I will use problem. It's more correct is lack of barriers, but I think people will understand more problems. So you have lack of problems. You need to become a radar for problems where right now you are radars for no problem. And the less problem you will have, the worse you will get. Yes, and the example is a spoiled kid. Yeah. If the parents do everything for the kid, the kid has no strength. But if the kid had to overcome huge barriers and overcome, I don't know, racial prejudice or being handicapped in some severe way, then those are the amazing stories that rivet our soul when we see it in a movie of someone overcoming gigantic barriers and becoming stronger for it. And every, every, every person who breaks the four-minute mile, who conquers Everest, who walks on the moon, they all, all of them say, I'm an ordinary person who just did an extraordinary thing. They never say, well, I did it because I was so amazing. Nobody, they, and it's not humility, it's that they looked for barriers, gigantic barriers, and overcame them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everybody wants no barriers. Everybody wants no problems. Well, there's a cemetery nearby where nobody's <laughs> got a problem. They're actually, they're actually a, a problem is an indication of no problem. Like hate is an indication of love. Love comes before hate. Pain is indication of pleasure. 
pleasure come before pain. You cannot have pain if you never had pleasure. So you can, like you cannot have a no remote. You first need to have the remote, then you can lose it. You cannot right. lose a no remote. So right. plus, yeah, plus come always before the minus. The good always come before the, the bad. So bad, if you actually look at that, is just telling you, look, there is so much good. Are you willing to look at the good? Or do you want to, do you need more of the bad? Because if you need more of the bad, it's just because you didn't look at the good. And if you look at the good, good there will not be bad for you. There is only, only good and bad is created. It's free. It's tomorrow. If you're watching it today, it's June 21, the longest day of the year. And it's 3 p.m. Eastern time. And it's Emma's and, birthday. And it's Emma's birthday and she'll be there. So she can be a sidekick she, or she can be a, a fellow audience member with you. And it's Mir Ezra, M-E-I-R-E-Z-R-A, mirezra.com slash yoga, Y-O-G-A. Tune in, enjoy it, and your false data will just go away. And all you have to do is listen, even if you don't believe it, even if you're skeptical, you have to listen and do the drill. Yeah. And do the drill. And Mir says it's not gonna be easy, but the reward will be gigantic. Thank you. Thank you. MirEzra.com slash yoga. Yes, thank you very much, Raymond. You are amazing. I love you. I admire you. I, I am so happy you are in my life. All your family. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we feel exactly the same about you and your family. In fact, our daughters call each other sisters. <laughs> I went to the same school. Like, can you yes. believe it? And we're roommates. And yes. <laughs> yes. I believe Thank it. Thank you. And we'll Thank see you. you. We'll see you within 24 hours. I love you. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye.